Today is Friday, January 11, 2019, a new year and lots of new updates. Um, let's see, where do I even begin? Let's start with Thanksgiving. So I did not get to see my daughter on Thanksgiving. She refused to see me. My grandma flew here from Tampa and she did get to see Tori, uh, my daughter, but I didn't get to see her. So Mike would not allow me to come over to his house to try to visit with her, with my daughter. And in fact, he said if I showed up there that he would call the police and have me arrested for trespassing. So obviously I did not go. Um, I've never been in trouble in my life, never been in trouble with the law. And I don't plan to start now. So anyway, my grandma flew here and um, we spent Thanksgiving Day together and my son was with us. And then my son and my grandma went over to Mike's and um, my grandma did talk with Tori. She's really, my grandma's really sad, um, very, very sad about what's going on with Tori and the fact that she won't speak to me and we don't understand why. And my grandma did try to talk with her and say, you know, what's going on with your mom? I, I hope this doesn't last too long. And Tori said some very typical, vague, non-answer about um, she understood and she just didn't want to talk to me right now. She was taking a break and that kind of thing and didn't really offer any more explanation than that. And so uh, my grandma said she uh, cried a little when Tori told her that. And um, then Christmas came along, and I also was not allowed to see my daughter during that time. I was not allowed to come over on Christmas Day. You know, I've been with both of my children on, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day for 19 years. This was the first year that uh, I wasn't. Mike would not allow me to come to his house, and again, said that he would call the police if I came uninvited. So I obviously did not go. Um, but I did see my son on Christmas Day. We opened presents at my house and um, had a great time. We had lunch together, uh, but I never did hear from Tori. I sent a present for her with my son. I never heard anything back. And then um, my daughter's 20th birthday was January 2nd. And on January 2nd, I decided I was going to go over there to Mike's, that I would give him minimal notice, but I wanted to try to see her. So I went and picked up my friend Kristen so that she could see what's going on. I wanted to have a witness with me, especially in case Mike called the police. Because when I go there, when I do go there, I'm very calm and very non-confrontational. Um, I don't go there to start a fight. I I try to see my daughter. Anyway, I picked up my friend Kristen. We were headed over there, and I had a gift, a birthday gift and a card for my daughter. And um, I texted Mike on the way when we were about 10 minutes away, and I said, I'm coming by to drop off a present. And then I did not look at my phone. I put it in my purse because I did not want to see anything he had to say. I knew that he would probably try to wave me off. And so I pulled up and came down the driveway, which is very long. And he has video cameras. So of course he could see me coming. 
and um, it was raining and freezing and he and my son were waiting in the driveway and so we pulled up and I got out of the car with the present and Kristen got out and Mike said she doesn't want to see you and I said well why don't you let her come out here and tell me herself and he said she won't I said well then why don't you let me come in and um and see her and let her tell me to my face oh let me back up when I pulled up and I got out of the car Mike said what are you doing here you know and he he said that in front of our son and I said Mike I'm here to bring a birthday present for our daughter today is her birthday I would like to give her a gift anyway he was he was gruff right from the very beginning and I um anyway he would not let me come in and I said please Mike remove yourself from the middle of this and stop doing her bidding stop doing her dirty work let her come out here if she wants to be treated like an adult let her come out here herself and tell me to my face that she doesn't want to see me and um he went inside and I stood outside and talked to my son and my son said mom I can give her the gift for you and the whole thing was just so freaking sad we're standing there in the freezing rain in the driveway and um anyway Mike comes back out and he says she doesn't want to see you and I'll take the present and I said Mike please let me come in and just lay eyes on her and tell her happy birthday and give her the gift myself and I'll leave as soon as she asked me to and he said no I'm not going to do that you need to leave you need to get off my property and he he started to get very um he started to get kind of worked up and um, Kristen is standing there and anyway my son said mom it's okay I'll, I'll give it to her and I, I handed the gift to my son and I gave him a big hug and I told him happy new year and I got back in the car and we left and Kristen made the remark she said wow Mike got worked up quick and I said yeah and she um, commended me for staying so calm and not getting upset and not you know making demands or anything and anyway that's the update with my daughter she's still not speaking to me but in the meantime I have been doing a lot of reading and research on parental alienation and in fact a friend of mine from Springfield Illinois put me in touch with a woman who is an expert on parent alienation she's even written a book on the topic her name is Jill and I'll butcher her last name but it starts with an E and it ends with two I's it's like Exegi or something like that and I apologize for butchering her name but um, she's written a book on it she herself has been estranged from her or alienated I should say alienated from her children for 16 years and they are grown adults now and she said it's it was the worst thing she ever went through and we talked on the phone for about an hour and she listened to my story and she gave me some advice she said this is a very clear case of you know I'm the target parent of uh, this alienation that's gone on and that basically we both agree that my daughter has been brainwashed to some degree um, about her feelings towards me and I and I, I look back and I see this long-term negative narrative directed at me by Mike 
for many years of our marriage. And I've already talked about that a lot in previous podcasts, but apparently this is a thing. And it's not uncommon um, for one parent to alienate the other. And it's so sad. It's so sad. I always wanted our children to feel like their dad was king of the planet and that he was wonderful. And and I've always told everyone that Mike is a good dad. And now when I look back, I, I see all the things that he said and did and the negative commentary about me in front of our children and about my family and how my family's not worth knowing. He would say that in front of our kids. And the kids always saw Mike, or they, and they still do, see Mike as a very powerful force in the family. He has all the money. He makes the big salary. Um, he and my son are very much alike. And I've already noticed, you know, disrespectful t- behavior towards me from our son, you know, smarting off and that kind of thing. And, you know, even even before we separated and, and when we initially separated, my son would smart off to me in front of Mike and Mike would say, I'm not getting in the middle of that. You know, instead of don't talk to your mother that way, Mike was always, you know, I'm not getting in the middle of this. He would never step up and 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 take the lead and, and be the patriarch or, you know, be a leader in the family or, you know, lead with his own good behavior. He just, he never did. It's, looking back, I'm just in shock over some of the things that I tolerated for so long. We were married 20 years. And so where is my divorce? Well, that's a good question. Where is my divorce? So I don't have the final signed decree from the judge. I have the final mediated signed agreement, which has been signed by the judge. Everything has been partitioned and separated. We have a um, child custody agreement in place that's been signed. So we're, we're initially, well, we're pretty much done, essentially done, um, except for this last piece. And it's the critical piece. So I've been um, arguing with my lawyer over her final bill. She wants another $4,000 from me, and I told her I was not going to pay that, and that the $21,000 I've already paid her is more than enough for the work that she's done. The work that she did on my mediation was absolute shit. She did not do a good job at my mediation. She did not look out for my best interest, and um, I... uh, the, the outcome of mediation wasn't terrible, but she def- definitely didn't look out for my best interest. There were, there were some huge stumbling blocks for her, and I've talked in previous recordings about how she was very distracted during my mediation. Um, she was texting the whole time. She was out of the room a lot. She was on the phone. She discussed other cases that had nothing to do with mine, with her colleague who was in the room. I don't feel like I was represented very well. And I sent her an email to this effect and told her that I did not think that she fulfilled her professional responsibility um, during mediation and that I did not plan to pay uh, the additional $4,000 that she wants. She actually wants $10,000. She wants another retainer because she says that's what it's going to take to get my final decree done, which I think is absurd. She's holding me hostage um, over the money. And so we're at a stalemate. So I told this to Mike and he said, that's ridiculous. And so we're having his attorney draft the promissory note for alimony and the final 
divorce decree. I need a quick claim deed for my house as well. So there's a lot of paperwork that needs to happen and it's a, it's a slow process. We have to exercise patience. Um, Mike has not been able to split the 401k yet, he says, um, until the final decree has been received by his benefits department. I'll tell you what the real goat rodeo has been here lately, and that is the Office of the Attorney General for the state of Texas in dealing with child support. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. In the state of Texas, they require you they require you, they force you to pay child support through their office, which is a total racket. I get it. There's deadbeat dads and deadbeat moms who don't pay, and, and then the government should step in. But in instances where there is no problem and one parent is paying the other directly, the child support, um, I don't see why the attorney general needs to be involved. It's ridiculous, and they do it. I believe because it's a money-making scheme for them and they get to sit on your money um, for as long as they want to. So in October and November and December, Mike paid child support directly to me and it was fine. He transferred the money right into my account. It was there on the first day of the month. No problem, no questions asked, no snafus, nothing. But then January 1 rolled around and I got no child support. In fact, as of today, Um, what is today? January 11. I still don't have January child support and it's not considered late until it's 30 days in arrears. So I, I called Mike or I actually, I sent him a text because I know he won't take my calls. And I sent him a text and said, Hey, where's child support? He said, I paid it to the state. And I said, well, you weren't supposed to do that because actually they're not the, the, non-custodial spouse is not supposed to pay child support to the state until the state starts to garnish the wages of the non-custodial parent. Another total absurdity that's government getting in where it doesn't belong. Um, The state of Texas garnishes the non-custodial parent um, paycheck. And to me, that's ridiculous. It's humiliating. It gets the the it, it, it brings all of this bullshit into the workplace where it shouldn't be. It doesn't belong. It's sad, but Mike and I are forced to do this. There's no other way. So anyway, he was not supposed to pay any money to the state until they started garnishing his wages because that would be the trigger that shows that everything is set up and working properly. But Mike didn't do that. He decided to go ahead and pay the state directly on January 1st, which of course was a holiday and the state was closed. And I don't even know if the government shutdown, which is going on right now because Donald Trump um, wants his border wall and the government is currently shut down. I don't even know if this is impacting anything, but um, I, I don't think so. But anyway, so Mike paid the minimum uh, child support as he's been ordered to do to the state. And then they have to set up the account. They have to um, set up my direct deposit. They have to do all of this stuff. And I've been calling their office every day looking for the money. And then I called yesterday and they told me that the money has been mailed to me in the mail, snail mail. And so that's great. Um, Everything is backed up because of the government shutdown and the holidays that just happened. And, you know, everything is so slow. 
Uh, they didn't even initiate the direct deposit, even though they have everything they need. And so now I wait. And it's a, it's a tough time to wait because I'm getting my son tutoring right now for the SAT prep. He's going to be taking the SAT and the ACT. And he goes to um, these test prep tutoring sessions that are $80 an hour. And so believe me, that's going to burn through the child support um, without even blinking an eye. And so um, even though Mike makes all of that money, um, he pays only what the state requires him to. In the state of Texas, the maximum amount of child support a person has to pay is $1,710 a month. It does not matter if someone makes a half a million or a million dollars a year. It doesn't matter. They are only required to pay the maximum of $1,710. Now, Mike could have opted to pay more, but he did not. Um, and that's fine. That's that's the cards I've been dealt. And so um, that's that's kind of the update on, on all of that. A bit of good news. Um, my cold is getting better. I know I still sound terrible. I have been really, really sick for a couple of weeks. I've had been fighting a nasty cough and cold. And um, I feel like today I'm starting to get better. And this morning at 1130, I have a job interview um, that I'm very excited about. It's the fourth interview with this company. Surely this is it. It's this morning at 1130. And so I'm very excited about that. It is a cold, dreary, rainy day. And I don't care. I'm excited about this interview. I really want to get this job. Um, back in November, I lost the other job that I had. My boss um, decided to close the office and go to Hong Kong. And no one uh, was getting paid, so obviously no one was working. Um, he is very, very wealthy and can afford to do that. So he was out of the country and um, was supposed to get back in touch with me about maybe doing some additional work, but I haven't heard from him, and, and that's fine. Uh, that was that job was pretty much a nightmare, and I have to get something better. So um, my fingers are crossed with this job interview that I have today. So that's really the big update. And that's quite a lot. Um, I'm going to keep researching on parent alienation. And um, I've purchased a couple of books online that I'll be reading ASAP uh, to try to help my situation. So that's it for now.